everyone, I'm Amy Ferguson, and welcome to the Compliance Insider Podcast, brought to you by Compliance Systems. The Compliance Insider brings you discussions about industry developments that impact your financial institution, with expert guests and analysis to help you navigate change and evolve your business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Compliance Insider Podcast. In this episode, we're going to take a closer look at crypto custodians and how their role is different from the role usually played by financial institutions. Today, we'll be speaking with Stephen Vandelier and Dan Poling, both attorneys with Compliance Systems product teams who help manage our lending solution. Thanks, Stephen and Dan, for joining us. Thank you, Amy. It's good to be with you, Amy. So I want to start with some basics. What exactly is a crypto custodian and how is a crypto custodian similar to a traditional financial institution? Uh, Sure, Amy. So much like how a traditional financial institution safeguards a person's money, a crypto custodian is a third party that safeguards a person's digital assets. A person could take on the responsibility of secured storage of the crypto themselves, or they could use a custodian to do that for them. Crypto custodians don't directly oversee the assets. Rather, they just protect access to the cryptocurrency in the person's digital wallet and help facilitate transfers. Transactions in the digital assets themselves live on a distributed ledger, like a blockchain. You could think of cryptocurrency as money sitting out in the open. It's like a bunch of physical wallets sitting out on a park bench, but we can't pick them up or open them. All right. Well, thanks for that explanation. Um, So just a quick refresher for our listeners. Um, Can you tell us what is a blockchain? Oh, sure. Uh, I can take that one. Blockchain is a technology protocol that runs on a network of computers. Those computers can all verify transactions independently and together build consensus. It's a digital ledger system that records all digital transactions. The beauty of it is that no one computer is controlling any transaction, so it's virtually impossible to make unauthorized transactions. Awesome. So thank you, Stephen. Um, Back to the cryptocurrency custodian. If the custodian doesn't have a vault full of bitcoins and the digital wallets are sitting out there in the open and securely protected on the blockchain... What is there to protect, and how does a custodian do that? Well, first we need to talk about keys. See, digital wallets are secured by a pair of really long, complex passwords called keys that work together. The public key only opens a lock to put something in, and a private key only opens a lock to get something out. So the public key allows other people to give you a Bitcoin, and the private key allows you to give a Bitcoin to other people. You want to give everyone your public key, and you want to be very careful with how you guard your private key. So the custodian guards the digital assets by guarding a copy of the private key, guarding the exit, or what assets can come out of a digital wallet. Okay, so why would someone want to trust anyone else with their private key? I mean, isn't that part of the appeal of cryptocurrency, um, you know, removing that need to trust in a third party? That's a really good question, Amy. Uh, Trust is an important word here, but I don't think the most fundamental reason to trust financial institutions is really reduced by distributed ledgers like blockchain. I can trust a financial institution to tell me how many dollars I have in my account and to facilitate transactions. And yes, distributed ledgers reduce my need to trust a financial institution in these areas, but the most fundamental reason I trust a financial institution with assets is to reduce the risk of it being lost or stolen. So I think it really comes down to an individual's comfort with risk and trade-offs, as well as the reason they own digital assets in the first place. 
consumers hedging against currency inflation and looking to store long-term value in digital assets might want a custodian for their crypto to mitigate the risk of loss they themselves bring to the table. So realistically, this is fundamentally different from a safety deposit box or a traditional investment account. There's no locksmith that can break open the lock or recreate your private key. And if you don't share your private key, there is no tech support that can recover your account. I'm simplifying here, but if it's gone, it's all gone. And that's a lot of risk to bear if you're talking about any significant assets. Think of your retirement savings, for example. Do you keep it under your mattress or do you trust someone else with it? Okay, so I see where you're going here. Like, we're generally more likely to trust our high-value assets like a retirement savings to a financial institution for added protection. So unlike maybe a few hundred bucks that you keep in a safe for an emergency. Um, so what you're saying is it's the same with crypto. The more assets you have in crypto, the more likely you are to maybe want to mitigate the risk of losing your private key. Right. So it's possible that if you store your retirement savings in Bitcoin, you might not want to own all the risk of losing your private key. Or you might just want to own a trendy NFT or some meme-worthy Dogecoin for small transactions here or there, or just for fun. <laughs> and you might not be worried about counterparty risk because the stakes are much lower. And while I'm sure we'll see new technology and better use cases develop in the years to come, I like to remember that there is always value in faithfully managing assets, no matter what form those assets take. Wow. So lots of things to consider as a consumer. Um, what about financial institutions? What considerations should they address before they start offering crypto custodian services? Well, the technical complexity and risks associated with crypto custodianship need to be at the top of the list of considerations. A custodian really has two mandates. One is making sure the crypto assets are accessible by those who have permission to access them. And the second is protecting those assets from theft. Both of those obligations require cybersecurity complexity that may not already be integrated into the institution's infrastructure. And at the end of the day, more complexity means more risk, and financial institutions need to be prepared for that. Am I safe to assume that there are compliance implications that need to be taken into account as well? Definitely. There will be some higher compliance hurdles for anti-money laundering and know-your-customer rules. In fact, the OCC recently took action against a South Dakota trust company that converted to a digital bank in order to offer crypto custodianship. The financial institution failed to adequately comply with the Bank Secrecy Act and Anti-Money Laundering Act, and the regulators took note. There's also the question of which token or tokens the financial institution will act as a custodian for. Some cryptocurrencies are considered virtual currency, while other tokens might not be decentralized enough to be considered currency and would be considered securities instead. In those cases, they're subject to SEC's federal securities law. The bottom line is that financial institutions will really need to make sure they have the appropriate licensing. And lastly, the recent collapse and bankruptcy of a major crypto custodian is likely to result and additional regulations concerning custodian fiduciary duties and reporting requirements. Oh, that's interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that bankruptcy? Sure. In this case, the crypto custodian was a leading trading platform that had large investors also holding its crypto tokens. The platform was created outside the United States, and its tokens were minted and distributed in a manner that was not very transparent. When some major investors learned the crypto custodian's own investment firm held large portions of the platform's tokens, they became concerned about the platform's liquidity. This created a scenario similar to a run on a bank, where the investors began to drop the platform's coin and demand cash. 
but the platform did not have enough funds to cover the withdrawals and had to file bankruptcy. This quickly reduced the value of the custodian's tokens as well as other crypto, costing investors billions. The fall of the platform has created a ripple effect in the crypto industry that has created a cause for lawmakers to begin launching investigations to understand the cause and try to protect consumers in the future. All right. Well, thanks, Stephen. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so there are a lot of things to think about when it comes to financial institutions testing the waters of crypto custodianship and for investors as they decide you know, who needs to manage their crypto assets. Uh, before we wrap up, though, what are you both keeping an eye on for the future? Um, I know no one here has a crystal ball, but what questions do you still have? Well, I'm keeping an eye on news about the central bank digital currency. Right now, there is a pilot program that major banks are participating in, and that could really have a lot of impact on cryptocurrency custodianship. Excellent question. And, you know, there are many different things to be looking at here. And it's difficult to, you know, focus in on just one or two sometimes. But um, if I'm pressed, I'd say I'm really interested in distributed ledger technologies and how they will be um, more widely used, you know, perhaps for final settlement, especially with some of the more efficient distributed ledgers coming on online. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen, and thank you, Dan, for sharing your thoughts on cryptocurrency custodianship and its impacts on the financial industry as a whole. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Compliance Insider, a podcast about industry developments impacting financial institutions. Thank you for choosing this episode. Please follow Compliance Systems on LinkedIn and Twitter for more news.